Welcome. You are listening to the Audio Information Network of Colorado. This recording is intended to be used solely by individuals with barriers to print. Thank you for joining us for Audiobook News, read from Audiophile Magazine. My name is Sarah. Today we're going to start off with some children and family listening reviews. The Genius Under the Table, Growing Up Behind the Iron Curtain, by Eugene Yelchin, read by Eugene Yelchin. Author and narrator Eugene Yelchin dazzles with his memoir of growing up in the USSR during the Cold War. Listeners meet Eugene, Yevgeny, his parents, brother, and grandmother, who live in a tiny apartment and share a kitchen and bathroom with many others. Yelchin delivers his mother's bellowing voice, his grandmother's Jewish witticisms, and young Yevgeny's own apparent lack of talents, likely to ensure a comfortable future, along with his innocence and humor. Atmospheric conversations reveal small personal pleasures, including his mother's love of ballet and Mikhail Baryshnikov, his communist dad's sentimental poetry, and Yevgeny's own pictures, which he draws under the dining table. Yevgeny grows up fast when his family faces anti-Jewish sentiment. However, his artistic talent suggests a hopeful future in this bittersweet listen. It's available from Dreamscape, three hours long, unabridged, recommended for ages 10 and up. Trade Edition, Digital Download, ISBN 978-166-652-8862 for $34.99. Orphans of the Tide, Orphans of the Tide, Book 1, by Struan Murray, read by Georgina Campbell and Lucien Mismati. Narrators Georgina Campbell and Lucien Mismati enhance the extraordinary descriptions of a city in this gothic fantasy-slash-steampunk saga. Listeners will be awestruck when a whale lands on a church steeple. When 13-year-old Ellie Lancaster lances its side, a bloody boy named Seth emerges. The city is the only inhabitable place left after legendary gods drowned the world. Now, brutally rendered inquisitors seek the enemy, who are attempting to complete the destruction. Campbell's wise Ellie knows Seth is not the enemy and risks her life to protect him. Her friend, Anna's jaunty asides, add much-needed levity. This incredible story will have listeners of all ages breathless. It's available from Harper Audio, nine hours long, unabridged, recommended for ages eight and up. Trade edition, digital download, ISBN 978-006-304-3145 for 26.99. Starchild, a biographical constellation of Octavia Estelle Butler. By Ibi Zaboy, read by Robin Miles and Ibi Zaboy. Ibi Zaboy's biography of science fiction writer Octavia Butler presents a clear picture of her work and of what life was like when Butler was growing up. Narrator Robin Miles's smooth and honeyed voice alternates with Zaboy's higher, lighter pitch as the two make the most of a text's poetry and prose. The audiobook explains the major events of the day and how they influenced Butler's writing. When Zaboy speaks of how she herself became acquainted with Butler, she does so with a warmth and conviction that helped convey the influence the MacArthur Fellowship winner had on her own work. Listeners new to Octavia E. Butler are likely to seek out her books for themselves. It's available from Listening Library, one and a half hours, unabridged, recommended for ages 10 and up. 
Trade Edition Digital Download ISBN 9780593503232 for $23 Library Edition Digital Download ISBN 9780593503249 for $65 Operation Sisterhood by Oleg Bemisola Ruday Perkovic read by Kristen Ariza Kristen Ariza's warm and lively narration suits the sweet and funny story of a patchwork family that is learning to live together in Harlem. Eleven-year-old Bo loves her quiet life with her mother and is knocked for a loop when they move in with Mum's kind-hearted boyfriend, Bill. Ariza captures the joyful voices of the many residents of Bill's brownstone, his overly enthusiastic daughter, Sunday, the lively twins, Lily and Lee, the twins' Jamaican-American parents, plus a whole menagerie of animals. Listeners will hear Bo's feelings of being overwhelmed as she struggles to find her place in her new family and puts a lot of pressure on herself to succeed. All will cheer as Bo and her sisters come together to create a fantastic block party concert wedding celebration for Mum and Bill. Joyful Family Listening It's available from Listening Library at a length of eight and a half hours unabridged, recommended for ages eight and up. Trade Edition, Digital Download, ISBN 9780593505427 for $23. Library Edition, Digital Download, ISBN 9780593505434 for $63. A is for Oboe, The Orchestra's Alphabet, by Lyra Auerbach and Marilyn Nelson, read by Thomas Kwastoff. Narrator Thomas Kwastoff's voice has a musicality perfectly suited to this rich alphabet book with its own symphonic score. This is a poetic tribute to the orchestra, from the titular oboe, offering its musical A at each symphony's beginning, to musical notation, the conductor of the instruments, and the audience. In concert with the author's passages, Kwastoff's German-accented baritone moves through alliterative phrases, describing singing piccolos, mournful English horns, and trilling woodwinds. Each letter has its own music accompanying Kwastoff's narration and as a standalone piece of representative music. There is simply no better way to experience this book than to hear it. An educational and emotive homage to the orchestra. It's available from Listening Library at a length of 50 minutes, unabridged, recommended for ages 6 and up. Trade Edition, Digital Download, ISBN 9780593346228 for $8. Library Edition, Digital Download, ISBN 9780593346235 for $22. And now for audio files behind the nut mic with narrator Rosalind Lander. Narrator Rosalind Lander joined host Joe Reed to talk about all things Bridgerton and how she approaches historical fiction and historical romance. This is an excerpt. Hear the full conversation in a bonus episode of Audio Files podcast, Behind the Mic with Audio File magazine. Joe Reed, when you first get a book, what is your process? How do you prepare for narrating? Rosalind Lander, you have to read the book cover to cover because if you don't, you can get caught out. 
And I've known people in the past who started narrating a book only to find that halfway through, the leading man was not Australian, but American, or vice versa. So that's something I think most narrators will say, is that they do check through the entire text before they want to start prepping and narrating it. And I think what happens is characters speak. If you're doing a fiction book, the characters speak to you. They give themselves a voice. They are so beautifully delineated most of the time by an author that you can see, you can feel. In the case of a lot of romantic fiction books that I'm offered to do, there will be very specific descriptions of the characters, so it's not hard to find voices for them. Joe Reed, do you have a particular affinity for historical romance? Rosalind Lander, well, I'm very lucky because living in England, we have so many places of historic interest across, across the country. For example, when I was narrating the Alison Weir Six Wives of Henry VIII, I have actually been to quite a few of the locations that she's used, simply because I love going to see palaces and these very beautiful houses that have been built across hundreds of years. And they have that sense of history to them, and you can feel that when you start a book based on a certain period, I just have to go to my time spent in Bath or in Wiltshire, and all of these houses come alive for me. And the authors have written them beautifully, so very often I just have to walk into a page and they're there for me to use. Joe Reed. I was going to say, particularly in historical fiction, whether it's romance or not, the setting really is another character, and it would seem that in historical romance the tone is so important. On one hand, we know it's going to end well. That's part of the joy of reading romance or listening to it. But at the same time, our hero and heroine, they don't know that. Rosalind Lander. I love the fact that there are so many different ways that the characters interact with each other. And when there are scenes where there's a very fast exchange, it's very, very easy to play a scene out because that's how we speak naturally. Over in England, I think we tend to speak a lot more quickly than you in America do. So those exchanges can be very snappy and very quick, and I love doing those. They're great fun, particularly, obviously, Julia Quinn, who, as you know, is responsible for the wonderful Bridgerton series. There's a lot of fun to be had with her dialogue. Joe Reed. I think the thing that I love about Julia Quinn is her characters are just so likable and her women are very smart. Rosalind Lander. I love that more and more and more as I'm getting involved with other authors. This is becoming more and more of a way that our authors are writing romantic fiction. They give women a very positive aspect, even the ones that are a little shy, and they bloom as the book goes on. As you say, they're written in a very positive way. It's charming, I think, is the word. It's very charming. Joe Reed. I would agree. I'm wondering what's needed to narrate historical romance as opposed to Alison Weir's historical fiction, for example. Rosalind Lander. I think there's a lot of affection between characters. This is something that you've already brought up. The interaction between, for example, the female characters, sisters. We're not talking about people who are in a true rewritten aspect of history, where people were very much more careful how they interacted. And even in Alison Weir's books, it's a very correct interaction, and her language is very specific, not necessarily period diction, but definitely something where you can tell it's a very prescribed way of talking to each other. There was a dance that people did in those days with language that you don't have to have for romantic fiction, because obviously it's not real, and we're not having real characters speaking to each other, a lot of which can be taken from transcriptions of the period. But these are made up, and these are able to play with much less intensity for that reason. Joe Reed. What about the narrative voice itself, which is just as important as the characters? How do you come to that with each book? Rosalind Lander. 
That's a very interesting question, and I cannot answer it because all I know is I get swept into the story and the narrative. The text versus the dialogue seems to lend itself back and forth. You kind of catch the flavour, and you go into the text from a dialogue perspective, and it just carries you through. I have variously worked with, for example, Lisa Claypas, obviously Julia, Julia McLean, various other writers who are writing in a similar time frame, time period of history, and all very differently. And they have that similarity, which is that you can be swept into a period which they somehow bring alive, even in the text, with descriptions of the gardens or beautiful rooms, you know, the furniture, the drapes, the bedding, whatever. And it just pulls you into the narrative, and then you're back into the scene with the dialogue. It just works seamlessly, and I don't quite understand. That's why they do it, and I can't. I just read it for them. I can't do what they do, but they do it brilliantly. And now for some more listening from Rosalind Lander, "The Duke and I" by Julia Quinn, read by Rosalind Lander, available unabridged from Recorded Books Library Edition, CD, MP3, or digital download. "The Viscount Who Loved Me" by Julia Quinn, read by Rosalind Lander, available unabridged from Recorded Books Library Edition, CD, MP3, or digital download. An offer from a gentleman by Julia Quinn, available unabridged from Recorded Books Library Edition CD MP3 or digital download. Romancing Mr. Bridgerton by Julia Quinn, available unabridged from Recorded Books Library Edition CD MP3 or digital download. To Sir Philip with Love by Julia Quinn, available unabridged from Recorded Books Library Edition CD MP3 or digital download. When He Was Wicked by Julia Quinn, available unabridged from Recorded Books Library Edition CD MP3 or digital download. It's In His Kiss by Julia Quinn, available again from Recorded Books unabridged Library Edition CD MP3 or digital download. And finally, On the Way to the Wedding, also by Julia Quinn, available unabridged from Recorded Books. Library edition, CD, MP3, or digital download. And now for some more fiction titles: Brown Girls by Daphne Palacio Andreades, read by Tashi Thomas. Narrator Tashi Thomas assuredly navigates this debut collection of vignettes. Told in seven parts, the audiobook explores the coming of age of young immigrant women of color as they grow up in vibrant Queens, New York. Thomas nails the collective cor- choral voice of girls, narrating the story through the first-person plural "we" with versatility and range. She captures the musicality in Andriades' lyrical prose and skillfully conveys the girls' frustrations and struggles in trying to reconcile their aspirations with their roots. Her tone and timing, while channeling the sass of the girls, are spot on. Though the story may be seen as an oversimplified group experience of brown girls, Thomas elevates it with a bold, resonant voice. It's available from Random House Audio, four and a half hours unabridged. Trade edition, digital download. ISBN nine seven eight zero five nine three four one six three nine six for seventeen fifty. Books on tape has a library edition, digital download. ISBN nine seven eight zero five nine Three four one six four zero two for forty seven fifty. To Paradise by Hania Yanagihara, read by Eduardo Ballerini, Catherine Ho, Bidi Wong, Fyodor Chin, and Court Kanazawa. Hania Yanagihara's long-awaited third novel is a sprawling epic that refuses easy categorization. 
It consists of three distinct sections, each set 100 years apart in different versions of America. Narrator Eduardo Ballerini expertly voices David, a wealthy young man in a homophobia-free 1890s New York who falls in love with a poor music teacher. Court Kanazawa's melancholic voice amplifies the pain and ambivalence of another David, a Hawaiian man living with his older white lover in 1990s New York, who is reflecting on his fraught relationship with his father, voiced by Theodore Chin. The last section, set in a bleak dystopian future, concerns a grandfather, B.D. Wong, and his granddaughter, Catherine Ho. All five narrators give superb performances, bringing listeners deep inside these complex emotional lives. Wong's performance merits a particular mention. This is a once-in-a-lifetime listen. It's available from record, sorry, from Random House Audio, 28.75 hours unabridged. Trade Edition, Digital Download, ISBN 978059350757575 for 32.50. Books on Tape as the Library Edition, Digital Download, ISBN 978059350752 for $95. The Cat Who Saved Books by Sosuki Natsukawa and Louise Hill Kawai. Translator, read by Kevin Shen. Kevin Shen offers a heartwarming narration of Natsukawa's tale of a magical cat and a lonely boy who loves books. After the death of his grandfather, a withdrawn Japanese schoolboy named Rintaro takes over his grandfather's bookshop. Enter a talking tabby who enlists Rintaro in a series of book rescue quests. Shen's skill with characterization nicely colors the adventuresome, witty story, which will appeal to adults of all ages. He adds a tone of puzzlement to his pleasant tenor for Rintaro at the start, then mixes in confidence as the story progresses. The cat sounds like a clubby Englishman. The imprisoner of books drips sarcasm. The book mutilator screeches. The mass-market bookseller booms. And Rintaro's classmates sound like young teens everywhere, this is a sweet and uplifting listen. It's available from Harper Audio, five hours long, unabridged. Trade edition, digital download, ISBN 978-006309575 for $20.99. Listening Still by Anne Griffin, read by Nicola Coughlin. Narrator Nicola Coughlin brings a lovely lilting accent that enhances this contemporary Irish tale about the Mastersons, a family of undertakers whose ability to hear the dead comes in quite handy. Jeannie is startled out of her everyday life when her parents announce they are riding off into the sunset of their retirement. Coughlin captures Jeannie's dismay and disorientation in a convincing and sympathetic manner. Coughlin's true gift is her ability to deliver dialogue in a theatrical style. The quality of the listening experience is on par with that of a well-performed radio play in which one narrator flawlessly takes on all the roles. Coughlin shows her dexterity as various conflicts pull Jeannie's well-established routines apart. This is an enjoyable and interesting listening experience, thanks to both Coughlin's and Jeannie's talents. It's available from Macmillan Audio, 10 hours long, unabridged. Trade Edition CD ISBN 9781250836984 for 44.99 also digital download
Olga Dies Dreaming by Suchitul Gonzalez, read by Inés del Castillo, Almariguera, and Armando Riesco. The trio of narrators performs this debut audiobook featuring siblings Olga and Prieto. The story is set in New York City in 2017, with flashbacks to their childhood. Blanca, the sibling's mother, a militant radical, abandoned them when they were children to fight for Puerto Rico's independence from the U.S., as the story is told primarily from Olga's point of view, the additional viewpoints of her brother, their mother, and two of Olga's lovers give the story additional depth. Multiple performers, all skilled at their craft, draw listeners further into the narrative. Inez del Castillo, Almariguera, and Armando Riesco capture each of the characters' personalities, expertly showcasing their talent for fluid transitions between emotions, accents, and dialects. An exquisite production. It's available from Macmillan Audio, 11.5 hours, unabridged. Trade edition, CD, ISBN 978-125-083-5550 for 39.99. Also as digital download. And let's finish off with a couple of personal growth titles. Seeking Wisdom, A Spiritual Path to Creative Connection, A Six-Week Artist's Way Program by Julia Cameron, read by Eliza Foss, with an introduction by Julia Cameron. This soul-centered program is written by respected artist and writer Julia Cameron. She narrates the introduction and her startling discovery of the power of prayer back when she hit rock bottom as an alcoholic. We then transition to the smoothly capable narrator Eliza Foss, who explains the rest of Cameron's thesis on how prayer can help stimulate a creative life. Her style lends itself to the spiritual principles being outlined, which expand upon Cameron's wildly popular book, The Artist's Way. Foss is a clear-voiced guide for this ecumenical exploration of how supplication can help ground a working creative. For fans of Cameron, this will be an interesting foray into her latest ideas. It's available from Macmillan Audio, seven and a half hours unabridged. Trade edition, digital download, ISBN 978-125-084-0370 for 1999. Diet for a Small Planet, revised and updated. By Francis Moore LaPay, read by Kimberly Farr. Narrator Kimberly Farr captures the earnestness of this classic about how everyday food choices can have long-lasting ramifications. She uses a restrained, precise tone as she explains the rationale behind La Paix's core arguments to consume less meat to help alleviate world hunger. Farr is an excellent choice for this listening experience because her performance inspires further confidence in the author's well-established reputation as an early voice in the meatless revolution. Farr's relaxed delivery makes this complex topic more easily understandable. For those who are new to Lape's work, this is a soft introduction to an ongoing debate about how to curb human consumption of the Earth's resources. It's available from Random House Audio, 10.25 hours unabridged. Trade Edition, Digital Download, ISBN 978-059-360-7855 for $20. Books on Tape has the Library Edition, Digital Download, ISBN 978-059-360-7862 for $76. Enough already. Learning to Love the Way I Am Today by Valerie Bertinelli, read by Valerie Bertinelli.
Actor Valerie Bertinelli gives an affecting narration of her heartfelt memoir about love, family, grief, and food. In a warm conversational tone, she urges listeners to be more intentional about finding joy in their lives. She is a delightful storyteller. She shares anecdotes about her television work, including her recent projects for the Food Network, as well as remembrances of cooking Italian recipes with her family and Indonesian dishes with her former mother-in-law. Best of all is her pride in her son Wolfgang and her affection for her late husband, musician Eddie Van Halen. The care this couple displayed for each other, even after their divorce, will inspire listeners to find the best in others. A rewarding listen. It's available from Mariner Books, 6.75 hours unabridged, trade edition, digital download, ISBN 978-035-862-8965 for $27. And that's it for me. Thank you for joining us for Audiobook News. My name is Sarah.